whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. <gasps> Jessica. Dana. Oh my God. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I feel like we haven't been, well, we haven't been together for weeks. It's no, kind of surreal. To the Rants and Raves podcast. I'm Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And, and we are here to rant and rave. Jessica, I haven't seen you forever. I haven't seen you in forever. Oh, God. It's kind of surreal. We're used to a weekly thing, and we've just had lots going on. I know. And we haven't recorded for about a month now. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to seep out that I need it. So, like, <laughs> yesterday I posted on my personal uh. Instagram some just information about starfish yeah. and somebody was like, Oh, this would be a perfect point to ponder. I was like, clearly I need the rants of rage. Yeah. Podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Jessica, yes. How was your life the last month? It was great until I had to come back to the U S after being in jolly old Canada. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's such a shit show over here. <laughs> to our Canadian listeners, yes, I, I felt the love in Canada, the love of common respect from citizen yes. to citizen. I felt the love of people not complaining or arguing about wearing masks while in yes. public closed yes. indoor spaces. Yes. So much to love. Yes, I have I have two friends in Iceland right now. Oh they don't want to come back either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants us. Half of us don't want us. <laughs> I don't want half of us. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you had a wonderful time. Yes. Uh you did abandon me here in Los Angeles. <laughs> I did. I, I kind of unplugged say. for three weeks to be on. First of all, I've never been away for that long ever. I've never yeah, gone to I've a never, location. I don't think I've ever done that besides like going home to help with medical stuff. <laughs> right. And that doesn't count. It's like, it's not I don't want to say you had to, but yes, it's not like you're just sitting on a beach somewhere or whatever, but it was kind of nice. Like I just kind of disengaged from the news, especially on a 24 hour basis. I maybe caught a story or two once a day, but usually not even that, uh, really stayed off social media. Didn't feel like texting or calling anyone. And I literally mean any and everyone. And it was kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, we were kind of on the same page because I yep. was fairly quiet while you were gone mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I saw no one. I Well, it was my birthday while you were gone. Yes. You left the day of my birthday again? <laughs> <laughs> Not again. I was with you last year. We had a surprise on your on your patio last no, year. No, 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 no. I said again because I think you came back to Los Angeles for a minute. Oh, yeah. And then you left on my birthday. Yes. So, really appreciate that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And a lovely time. You know, because my girls called you and tried to get you to come. I and you know. Were like, Dana's not important enough to me to celebrate her birthday. <laughs> I, have to, I have to go to the Poconos. <laughs> no, I love what you did. I so, also think it's really healthy. Like, I have this inner struggle with myself sometimes of, like, I need to be informed. I need mm-hmm, to be mm-hmm. 
intelligently informed, look at both sides of all story. I'll tell you what, lately, I'm just like once a week, I need the news. Whatever yeah. else I get, I'll get from the Daily Show. And if you don't like it, don't be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh. but it, it has helped like. I am so max stressed all the time now. And I have mm-hmm. been for at least two and a half years now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can see the bulbous pimple stress pimples I'm getting just because it's like finally physically manifesting. If I'm not careful, I'm going to start dropping limbs and teeth. So, oh my God. So it's like, I just, the other day was like, you know what? I can't do anything to change any of this. Right. <laughs> Not that I ever pardon my language, but pardon my language. Fuck it all, dude. Yeah. (laughs) So I think it's good that you unplugged. I left you alone. I usually bombard you with. Not at all. I'm like, here's a video of a cat riding a vacuum cleaner (laughs) in the ocean. (laughs) I didn't send you anything. (laughs) I wish there was a video of that. (laughs) I also have said many times I have fallen into a horrible habit of, and yesterday was prime example, multiple texts came in like over an hour or two period, all from friends sending me either just funny stuff or a thing here or there, a phone call. I'm still, as I'm saying this now, realizing I have to return. I looked at all the messages and I listened to them. Didn't reply to any of them, not because it was intentional, not because I didn't want to. I just read it. I laughed to myself or thought, yeah, I can do that. I didn't bother to let the sender know any of this, you know, because apparently I think everyone has telepathy. I can read your mind. Whatever. Yes. Everybody knows what you're doing. You're fine. No, but I've had a really bad way, I would say, over the last year of reading and receiving messages and going, ha! And then just moving on, just not bothering to reply to them. And again, it's not intentional. Right. My mind is just not working in that way anymore, it seems. Well, that's fine. I have missed three appointments in two weeks. (laughs) Now, I wouldn't say I'm an on top of it punctual person. (laughs) But I do not normally miss appointments. I've missed an audition. I missed... uh, I missed... Uh, two doctor's appointments that I thought were on a completely different date and even mm. entered it into my phone. I've done that. As the wrong date twice. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're all just like doing the what? best we can, literally. Living in America. <laughs> Well, well, well. And here we are. Uh, I promised you I was going to keep this tight because we both have things to do today. And then I will probably call you later and tell you everything that's happened in my life in the last three weeks. (laughs) Yes, I look forward to it. (laughs) Should we go ahead and get into our rants? Let's do it. People need it. We need to rant some stuff out. Oh, there's so much to rant out. And thank you, listeners. Uh, By the way, if you have sent something into us over the last month please do not think oh i guess they didn't want to use my thing we just haven't been able to record and we are getting to them um thank you as always for sending stuff in we even had a new message come in this morning which we will use for our next recording so thank you yes so this is a rant from a listener her name is tracy i finally have a rant ladies first and foremost You ladies are legit my friends and am a bit openly obsessed with you both. On to my rant. (laughs) 
picture it a week ago. I feel like Sophia from the Golden Girls. <laughs> she didn't she didn't say that I did. Yes. Picture it a week ago. A week ago. During a massive heat wave in good old Ogden, Utah. I received an email from my work security office to come pick up a parking pass in case they call us back into the building. We won't get a parking ticket. So off I go. Now, downtown Ogden is no downtown L.A., but it does have a homeless population. And across the street from my building is a hotel that I am sure rents by the hour if you catch my drift. <laughs> off I go to the door, get my pass, and walk back to my car, and it happened. I slipped a little and just prayed it was mud. No. Oh, no. Oh, no, Jessica and Dana. It was not mud. No. It was shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. I stepped in shit. Mm-hmm. I was wearing my most comfy Adidas shoes. Girl, I, I mean, I am feeling you because I'm an Adidas wearer. I'm very loyal. I would Sorry. be irate about Sorry those about shoes. it. Throw them away. <sighs> Sorry about it. My most comfy Adidas shoes that I refused to get rid of. Oh. I had shit sliding up the side of my shoe. No. What the fuck? I don't know how it can get worse, but in fact it does. Do you know how? how? The disgusting t-shirt or underwear, I don't know, I didn't examine it, was used as toilet paper. So now I know it was human shit. So many things went through my head. First was oddly enough that it is a dirty shirt. like. I was in utter shock. Second was, what the hell am I going to do now? I can't put these in my car. I don't even like the smell of pizza the day after I had it in my car. What is shit going to do? Oh, my God, no. Don't put that in your car. All I could do was take off my shoes right there in the parking lot and drive home barefoot. So my rant is this. Stop shitting in places other than toilets. Yes. 100%. Oh, my God. Rest in peace, Adidas. You ain't coming (laughs) home with me. (laughs) First of all, I love you that you just took them off and left them in the parking lot. That was the right thing to do. That was absolutely the right thing. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Secondly, um, oh, God, there's just so much to unpack with this. Because, Um, because Jessica, you've done this, right? What? Shat in in public? Jessica, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Why would I ever assume that you just shit in public? Well, you're no. like, Jessica, you've done this, right? You've stepped in human do before, right? Um, I, I don't know. I feel I'm, like anyone that lives in LA, we've all done it. Let me I'm tell sh- you. Yes. That the slip, the slippery, the slidey that she Uh talked about is so true. That's how you know it's human poo-poo. Because if you step on like a doggy do or a a kitty do, it's a little bit harder. I don't know. They eat better than us. It's good vibe or whatever. You step in a big human donk-a-donk, you go, it's why are we getting into rapture like, about this? Because it's like black ice. You 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 didn't see it coming, and it's so slippery. She could have broke her neck. I'm okay? literally gonna throw up. I, I'm gonna tell you. Me in Hollywood. Remember, I told you in the. Remember the little yes. parking lot we all used to park in, and the people would poop over there all the time. Uh-huh. And then Ray Liotta did a photo shoot, and I wanted to be like, Ray, careful! There's human poopers over there. <laughs> So I can't. Oh, I really, 
really cannot. Um, first of all, I understand people that are homeless do not have access to toilets okay. like we do. Okay. Yeah. However, I've always said, have the uh, decency just, and this goes for anyone, just like if you're camping mm -hmm. out in the woods, you go off to the side, you kind of do it somewhere where it's not going to be seen by others in the act or after, and you cover it like an animal with leaves. Okay. That's what we do when we're out in the woods. Yeah. But I think when you're talking mental illness, the, those, the, that doesn't happen. Okay. But also... <laughs> It not only, I mean, this happened straight up in a parking lot, right? Like in the yeah. center of a parking lot, clearly. Yes. Um, <laughs> when right I work at anthropology, you would be shocked at the stuff and how we would find our bathroom sometime and sometimes oh. our fitting room. So, Montgomery Ward, so, one Christmas, huge pile of, I've told you this huge pile of clothes, yes. you know, they did their pee pee thing huge pile of clothes one year somebody pooped right on top of it just like a cherry yes so one day one of the but one of my employees came i was the manager on duty an employee came out frantic she's adorable this tall gorgeous woman wearing her cute little dress and her sandals and she came out and she was crying and i was like what happened like i thought something awful happened and mm -hmm. it did but i you know she couldn't even get the words out. And I'm like, what? So somebody had gone in our bathroom and shit just all over the floor, not in the toilet, but on the floor. And she walked into the bathroom and she slid, but she slid across the bathroom. No. So it not only ruined her shoes, it went all the way up her. her well, everything. This is awful, but I. Of course, I didn't think it was funny, but it was that true case of nervous laughter. And I was laughing so hard. I was crying and shaking, which only made her feel worse. Yeah, because and she I would have been human livid. feces on herself. Yes. yes. I would have been livid. So what I did was I allowed her to, I said, you will clock out. You will be paid. You can go home now. You will change your clothes and shower and whatever. And I will buy you a new pair of shoes. That was very nice of you. It was, I will never forget it. And my guilt from laughing because y'all, I was screaming, like couldn't get it together. And again, it was totally nervous laughter. If that was me, I would have puked all over the place and well, probably set myself on fire. Okay. I don't think that you did it maliciously. I think you're right. It was nervous laughter. But yes. I also think that maybe years later when you got vomit in your eyelashes, maybe that was you reaping what you sowed. Dana! <laughs> hey, I've reaped a lot of horrible things I've done. I'm just saying. How dare you bring up my biological assault as though it was some kind of throwaway. And like oh, that is funny. Oh, but you're going to laugh at her poo-poo slide? It wasn't in her eyes. You don't know. Fecal matter can sit in movie seats for years. You don't know where it was. <sighs> Jessica. This is awful. This is awful. What? You feel bad? No. I'm thinking oh. about poor Tracy and her Adidas. Were they gazelles? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. The worst. 
please the don't worst. poo-poo outside where you're no. a toilet if it's available. Oh my god, I'm so, I'm so sorry. So, so sorry that that happened. I am too. Oh, it's so awful. You definitely <laughs> had to drive home barefoot, which I'm not a barefoot lover anyway, so even that would creep me out to drive barefoot. Uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. The whole everything about it's awful. Mhm. Oh, shoot. Yes. All right. Well, I don't even know how to pretend. I, I don't either. It's so awful. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I'm just gonna move on. This is the time rant. when I wish that I had that holiday poop emoji. Remember from like the early days of the podcast that I found at a drugstore, and it's like I made the cutest little poo. Yeah. And it was like a dancing. That would have been yeah. a nice segue. I mean, would it? <laughs> okay uh i have a rant from a listener yes our our listener jill i don't i always get scared i don't know if we're supposed to say there i think we can okay so um i'm just gonna read here we go this i think we did part of this in another episode did we talk about no oh we just talked about it coming up okay here we go Hi, Jessica and Dana. I was just listening to this week's episode with the rant about spaying and neutering, and it got me motivated to send you this rant. I've been sitting on it for a few weeks. I'm so angry about how animals are treated as disposable commodities that people can buy slash adopt and then discard the second they lose interest. I recently had a situation where my colleague asked me if I wanted a cat. I already have two dogs and a cat all rescues and the cat is quite timid as she is semi-feral when I adopted her. So Hmm. I said, no, I don't think my cat would like that very much. I know this feeling. Okay. The next thing he told me was, well, if you can find someone who will take her, that would be great. Cause if I don't find her at home by June 11th, I'm putting her outside. I'm sorry. What? You took this animal in. You don't get mm-hmm. to just decide not to care for it. And, ugh, okay, whatever. Uh, not even bringing her to the SPCA. Not even trying mm-hmm. to find her a home himself. Just puts the whole thing on me. When I asked why, his reason made me livid. He said, and I quote, I'm doing a home remodel and I'm sick and tired of fur. Why did you get a pet to begin with? Oh, my God. They come with fur or buy one that doesn't get Mm -hmm. a lizard. They just shed their skin. That's all. You throw it away. (laughs) Jerk. Oh, my God. What the fuck? How is that a valid reason? Not only that, I found out that six months prior, there were three cats in that home. And Mm -hmm. now they were down to one. What happened to the other two? Oh, my God. I shudder to think. I reached out to many rescues, but they're all overwhelmed because here in Quebec, July 1st is the official moving day when most apartment leases end. So many pets are dumped around this time. That just breaks my heart. Um, I wouldn't bring her. Okay. I wouldn't bring her to the SPCA because of higher risk of euthanasia right around now due to soaring pet abandonment. So fast forward to a month later and Buffy is now my fourth rescue pet. Oh, I couldn't let her be thrown out like garbage. No, she and my other cat have a lot of learning to do to get used to each other, but I'm working with them and hopefully it'll improve. Dana, I know you say cutter is hard to live with. God, you guys, you have no clue. (laughs) Do you have any pointers or tips to help me with acclimatizing a new cat to that household? Actually, I do. Any help would be great. Here's a pic of the adorable muffin. I don't know how anyone could give her up. Aw, she's so sweet. Okay, but wait. 
So the only the one thing that I do want to say, because I'm not a, a specialist or anything, but I think a mistake I made when I brought Ollie into our home mm-hmm. is that um, they say you need to slowly introduce them. So maybe keep them in a different room mm. most of the time and then introduce them to each other two times a day, three times a day, four times a day, just like build up kind of like when you're teaching a baby to sleep in a crib and some people sit on the floor and then work their mm-hmm. way out the door till they're comfortable. <laughs> It's the same kind of deal. I actually think that might be helpful. I did not do that, and I regret it. They still hate each other with a passion, and it's been (laughs) three years. So, (laughs) Um, She's so sweet. She'd been medically neglected. Both ears had fungal infections. Two had been left untreated for minimum two years, according to the vet. Hence, their thickened cartilage and cauliflower ear appearance. Aww. Aww. She's in good hands now, but I can honestly say I've lost all respect for my coworker. I don't blame you. I hate how animals are treated. This whole situation has made me so angry and more determined than ever to only ever rescue those unwanted babies who other people don't see value in. Another picture of all my four rescue girls for your viewing pleasure. Penny the Boxer Lab, Buffy the Cat, Freya the Cat, and Bella the Mini Schnauzer. Thanks for letting me rant this out. I definitely need a million cleansing breaths. Have a wonderful day. Your Canadian friend, Joe. Look at these babies. Look at these babies. Oh. Oh, I want to put my face on all their bellies and mouths. Look at them. They're so cute. They are so cute. Okay, but there's a second part, am I right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, my God. I totally forgot to finish my email because I went off on a tangent, started showing you my pictures. That's cool. <laughs> I was really into it. Um, <laughs> my point is, animals are not commodities. They are living, feeling, sensitive creatures whose lives depend on you. Mm-hmm. They aren't whims, fashion accessories, or trinkets. When no. people abandon them, it gives them psychological problems. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. They feel sorrow, depression, confusion, hurt. It can take up to a year for an abandoned pet to adjust to a new home, and some remain permanently scarred. Their whole lives turn upside down. If you can't commit to an animal for the 10 to 15 years they'll be alive, then do the responsible thing and don't get one. Mm-hmm. They deserve stability. Yes, they do. They deserve love. Uh, and above all, the same level of loyalty they show to us. I can't yes. stand that some people see them as disposable trinkets to be abandoned like an ugly coffee table you bought at a garage sale. They, yep. They matter. So now I have four pets, and you can bet your ass that this will be their forever home. Aw. Okay. Jill, I'm actually we love you. Done now. Sorry, this is split into two emails, Jill. I love that so much. You know me. I am very much adopt, don't shop. Mm-hmm. Rescue doesn't mean broken. And also, let me tell. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say I love animals so much. I get to love on all of my friends and family's animals. I love them, but I've not had one since living in Los Angeles because I know better. I travel too much and I worked too far from home. I'm not going to get a pet when I'm going to be gone for a minimum of 10 hours a day. Totally. Yeah, especially a dog, which is what I want. Uh And a dog needs love and affection and needs to be walked multiple times a day. I don't have a yard. Uh So guess what? No animal for me. Yeah. Because that's the right choice. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it sucks because I'm sure you would love to have an animal. But if you can't, I know. 
it's and that's so uh, responsible of you. Another thing I will say too, like if you are ready to take in an animal, mm-hmm. um, I think that usually just kind of happens. Like they kind of adopt you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you have the luxury of going, I've decided I'd like to have a pet. I just want to say that most humane societies, like mm-hmm. animal rescue places or adoption places, most of them have more than you realize. It's not yes. just like mutt dogs. There are often purebreds that people got and decided they didn't want the responsibility. So if you want a specific animal, you can look for rescue organizations that are specific to the breed you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, at least at our humane society, and I would assume other rescue places are, um, do the same thing, but they have lizards, chickens, bunnies, Cats, Mm -hmm. dogs, fish, almost any kind of pet you can imagine. People get iguanas all the time thinking, oh, they're cool. They're mean if you don't train them. I had an iguana. Was it mean? I don't recommend them as a pet. I don't think they should be pets. And they grow to six feet long. And they don't grow if you don't keep upgrading their tanks to bigger sizes, which most people cannot do, myself included. Yes. And by the way, he was donated to a Montessori school where they had a farm. So he's probably still living his best life. He probably is. That's exactly (laughs) right. That's another thing people don't think about. I don't know if they think pets are, you know, like, I'll have this for two or three years. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, get a little anole lizard that the lifespan is only three years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of pets are going to live 10, 15, 20. Then you start talking birds. 75. Turtles. Yeah, they're going you're out. A parrot. You, you're going to have to leave them to someone in your will, right? So like people talk about, I used to have a sugar glider. I had her for 14 years. I wanted her much longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that's a commitment when, you know, people yes. are like, oh my God, she's so cute. You took her everywhere. And I'm like, yes, I did. She was a lot of work. Uh-huh. She was a child. Yes. And I committed to that for 14 years. Yep. Happily, but keep that in mind when you go for a pet. 100%. I mean, my little Murphy, I thought I was going to have her 20, 25 years. Mm -hmm. She's terminally ill. We've had her two years beyond what we thought we were going to, and Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for every second. Mm -hmm. But when we got her, you know, she was for Henry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Who takes care of her? Who loves her? Who takes her out? Mama. Now that she's terminally ill, who helps pull her skin off every time she molts? <laughs> Mama do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's a commitment. You have to yeah. be willing to do that. That This email couldn't have been more on, like, spot on. And I'm yeah. sorry, but I might have to punch your coworker in the nuts if it were me. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Thank you for doing that, Jill. And uh-huh. to everyone who has rescued an animal. Absolutely. Oh. Yes, keep doing it. You might There's get a just no reason. Nobody ever has to buy a pet with the amount of rescues in this country. Well, obviously in Canada too, but um No. And if you're like, well, I want a pug specifically, great. There are at least three rescues. Pug Nation LA. LA. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. There's Pitbull rescues. There's uh Schnauzer rescue. Like any specific animal you Everything. want, you can find it. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do it. Indeed. All right. Jessica. Yes. I think we need a cleansing breath. I think we do. I think we need a big one. Yeah. Like a 
month long <laughs> cleansing breath. Uh, we we like to rant out the things that we complain about. Some of them are bigger things. Some of them are smaller things. I, these ones this week were pretty big. I think feces and just going, well, take my animal or I'm not going to do anything with it. I mean, right. those are two pretty big dodos. Sorry mm -hmm. about it. Not sorry. Um, <laughs> so we're going to take a deep breath in. We just ranted out some stupid people stuff. And then we're going to blow it out and fill up with goodness. Are you ready? That's right. I'm ready. All right. Let's take a deep breath in. And. Just made space for another swallow of my monster drink. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Thank you, caffeine. <laughs> All right, here we go. Moving on into corner. Let's do it. You're up first. Okay, this is an animal instincts corner brought to us by the Huff Post. Mm -hmm. Sea snakes attacking divers are just trying to get laid, scientists say. Oh, how cute. What? <laughs> First of all, I forgot that sea snakes exist. Like, they're not eels and things like that. I watched a video recently with Alan, and we were both, like, had our eyeballs popping out. They, like, slither across the top of the water. Now, I grew up in the south where lakes and whatnot are filled with water moccasins which mm -hmm. you don't want to play around with no, but these sea snakes woo, no thank you okay mm -mm. sea snakes that have long been known to attack human divers are probably just on the prowl for sex according to the authors of a new scientific paper to back up a little bit yes sea snake incidents are something that can happen a venomous creature known as the olive sea snake, which inhabits tropical coral reefs and can grow up to six feet long, mm -mm. has been reported to have attacked human divers unprovoked, which even if the snake doesn't bite, can put divers in danger by understandably throwing them into a panic. Mm -mm. I should say so. Okay, there's a picture of one like coming out of a crevice in the ground. I would fully have a heart attack in my scuba <laughs> gear. I like it's not okay. Mm -mm. The researchers reviewed available data on sea snake attacks and noticed some interesting things. The quote attacks mainly involved males during breeding season and occurred in the midst of activities like sea snake courting rituals of two rival mates, males fighting. In fact, it's just a lovesick boy looking for a girlfriend and making a rather foolish mistake, herpetologist and study co-author Rick Shine of Macquarie University in Australia told the New York Times. I'm sorry, sir. It's not cute. It's assault. The sea snakes have somewhat poor vision and are seemingly launching themselves at divers in an attempt to find out whether they're suitable mates. What? They just go, hey, there's a big thing over there. I'll just go check if it's a female snake, he said, I'll adding just that hump everything <laughs> I see. This is so ridiculous. Adding that the once the sea snake realizes his error, he'll typically leave. That's why Alfred recommended that if you find yourself in this unpleasant situation, simply stay calm and allow the snake to quote, investigate you, quote, 
with its tongue. Shine also noted that sea snakes move so fast, you probably won't be able to get away anyway, and trying to fight is just likely to make the snake more aggressive. Okay, why does this sound exactly like dancing in a club? (laughs) Men... Just, just let them do it them until down. they notice you're not interested. Yes. yes. And they'll probably go away. <laughs> just let them put their tongue on you. Let them touch your boobs. They'll figure it out. <laughs> just let them fling all over you and hump a dump around you. Okay. It, it, they're just being guys at a club. Okay. Stay calm. They'll walk away. <laughs> I. I don't even know what to say. Okay. This is like the movie Anaconda coming to life or something. But see, in my mind, snakes just walking, like on their tails, like standing up, like cartoons, just humping everything they see. Not, not that. Nope, nope, nope. (laughs) Exactly. That's the worst. That's awful. Why is the male species? Why is why are males so horrible? I'm sorry, dudes. I'm sorry, dudes. Women aren't perfect, but you dudes across the board, animals, like every male thing. What is wrong with you? You have no control over your urges, and nobody oh makes my God. you. Nobody makes you have control over your urges. We all just go. They're dudes. Is They're that, snakes. Is that why certain female species eat? their mate after they procreated god if i could eat the men who grab onto my boobies and go oh sorry they're big at clubs i would (laughs) (laughs) oh my god really they're big you have metal in your hands and my boobs are magnets you couldn't help it your palms just flew over (laughs) there so you could walk past me had to push them down like bushes to get through oh my god I don't think so. <laughs> why don't we slither on into your corner? Yeah, why don't we? <laughs> um. Oh, by the way, you had an animal instincts corner. I yeah, you said that my I corner is a what the what corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not happy about this corner. I have to tell you. <laughs> I'm not happy about it. Uh, this is from Ripley's Believe It or Not, which normally I'm a big fan of. I've gotten stories from it. <laughs> for sure. Um, let me just read the headline real quick. The surprisingly popular chocolate bars, you guessed it, made with blood. <laughs> Perfectly adorable child in the picture eating a chocolate bar mm-hmm. with blood splattered all over her face. Mm-hmm. Adorable. Multiple generations of Russian, of course, they're Russian, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They roll hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am half Ruski. I can uh, attest to this. <laughs> Multiple generations of Russian children have fond memories of noshing hematogen bars. Ads promoted these trees. Hold on. Huh? Hematogen, like the name is already kind of giving it away. I mean, blood, yeah. Uh, okay, go on. Uh, they promote these treats as wholesome and healthy and able to help with anemia. Oh, okay. If you have anemia, you can just eat some blood. Cool. Um, a condition common in about 25% of the population, especially small kids. Made with condi- uh, I'm about to gag. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Made with condensed milk, milk, 
syrup, God, and beet sugar. Bar had a taste. Bar had a taste reminiscent of a of a tootsie roll, a bloody tootsie roll. It had the the taste reminiscent of a tootsie roll. Clearly, this represented a win-win for the Russian kids. No, who got to gobble up these goodies in the name of robust health? I can't. They made these children vampires. No. <laughs> no. But these delish bars contained a dark secret. One linked to the slightly metallic flavor of the bars. Oh, oh. It tasted a little bit metallic, a little bit like uh, iron. <laughs> Black food albumin. That's a fancy way of saying blood. What? Oh my god, I'm black food albumin and <laughs> uh, just how much blood did these over-the-counter supplements contain? A minimum of five percent cow's blood. You're welcome. Here's oh a strange god. tale of the blood-based snack that Russian children grew up devouring. Oh my god. Feeding blood to babes. If your skin's crawling at this point, we get it. Skin's crawling? My the inner of my tummy, my monster drink is trying to come back up my throat. <laughs> Hematogen bars proved anything but a horror to the Russian people. Readily accessible at pharmacies oh God, throughout the USSR. The food even survived the collapse of the Soviet Union. Heck, you can still purchase. No, you can still purchase hematogen bars in Russia today. And if you're really jonesing to try one but don't want to fly halfway around the world, inquire at a Russian market in the United States. You may get lucky enough to indulge your inner desire for blood-based candy. Of course, we can't place all the responsibility for the bloody food products on the former Soviet Union. Not only is it unfair, but it neglects a whole host of products. A whole host of products containing hemoglobin that were popular across Europe. These oh included God. favorites such as hematopan, a licorice sweetened blood powder. Oh. <laughs> No, ma'am. And who couldn't get behind Hamozon, a delectable drink we made with lecithin, calcium glycerphosphate, and you guessed it, blood protein. Yum, yum. Coming soon to Jamba Juice. <laughs> oh, God, it's <laughs> oh so my thick. God. Why is it so thick? What's more, blood has serious nutritious value and could mean the difference between life and death for substance subsistence farmers and those living from slaughtered cow to slaughtered cow after all dairy choices such as veganism and vegetarianism are closely tied to one's economic status and disposable what what just happened i don't know the same goes for those who wish to pick and choose which parts of the animal they'll eat it made sense to leave nothing behind even its blood okay we went really off on a tangent there wow oh, i uh, closely tied to economic status i'll tell you what i don't care how rich or poor i am i ain't gonna be drinking no blood okay. oh god uh why did european food manufacturers spend so much time concocting hemoglobin into various food products instead of just sticking to good old-fashioned blood pudding Blech. they had to find a way to make blood get jessica which spoils very rapidly into a shelf-stable item that people might find remotely palatable. Okay. When it's all said and done, nobody achieved this better than the Russians. You don't say. Despite the metallic aftertaste anybody raised in Russia will tell you, 
Hematogen bars tasted bloody delicious. <laughs> the end by Ingrid Barnett. Gross. Gross. And gross. Gross. <laughs> wow. Put it between a digestive cookie and you have yourself a perfect s'more. Uh, no, I don't want any of it. <laughs> I don't either. I, I think I might eat a fistful of dirt before I would want to drink blood. Oh, my God. Just I just. Dirt. I'm still trying to figure out, is it being marketed like it's hidden or do you know it's in there? Is I it like, you no, know. I think it's a treat. Okay. It's your blood treat. And you're like, mm, this is going to make my blood strong. No, it's not. That's it's like just, when my mom was macrobiotic and the only thing we could have was a gluten free donut with carob topping. Carob? It's like. A healthy version of a chocolate taste. Oh, I thought that was a beetle. A carrot <laughs> beetle? No. A carrot beetle, right? Mm. Aren't they Egyptian? What? That's Aren't... a scarab. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying. And we're back. Woo! <laughs> that is a scarab. Classic name, Jessica. <laughs> oh my god, yes, yes. You say carob, I say scarab. Oh my god, let's call the whole thing off. I am dead. Let's just drink some blood. <laughs> I can't. Oh god, that's so perfect. <laughs> oh <Jessica. clears throat> I'm still gagging. <laughs> She's choking on her hematobin globe. And... Oh, God. So... Okay. Uh, moving right into our raves. Uh, look, what I'm about to rave about, uh, we could do an entire episode for a we month do... and still not scratch the surface. We could do a year-long episode. Yes. Yeah. But... This is very timely, uh, unless you've been living under a rock. Um, no matter where you are in the world, I guarantee you heard about the latest laws that were passed in the state of Texas um, regarding abortions and making them illegal, not only past the point of six weeks, which many women aren't even aware that they're pregnant at this point, but the whole thing that goes along with it, which, again, I can't even scratch the surface, but being able to turn people in as, quote, accomplices and get paid for it. So this is a new kind of witch hunt in 2021. I never wanted to believe we could be here, but we are. So I'm going to save and, my opinions. And, we can talk about it offline. You can write sure. into me. I have sure. a lot of opinions on this. Sure. Um, and also, we're not a political podcast. And guess what? This isn't political. Correct. Okay. This is this human is rights. Human rights. Exactly. So please, uh, for yourself, take a peek at this site. If you ever know anyone, which guaranteed you have and or you will know yep. someone who needs help for a range of reasons. Birth um, control, you know, uh, pregnancy loss. Uh, family it, planning, it, prevention, all of it. Healthy all of pregnancies. It, all of it doesn't matter because it's none of your business anyway. So Correct. anyway. We're so Jessica and I are on the same page. You're not going to change our minds. We love you. Uh -huh. And if you don't want to listen, then go away. <laughs> That's right. 
This is the Center for Reproductive Rights. They are a huge uh, nationwide organization. The website is reproductiverights.org. Um, they have a slew of things that you can look into. Their mission statement is that the Center for Reproductive Rights uses the power of law to advance reproductive rights as fundamental human rights around the world. Um, again, please just look at this. I can merely scratch the surface with what they do. They also have a pro bono program. Um, they have an overview of everything they do. They have a tab of resources and research, landmark cases, uh, issues as far as abortion, adolescent sexual and reproductive health and rights, assisted reproduction, contraception, humanitarian settings, maternal health, and so on and so on. Please look at it. Everything is not black and white. Um, and again, the last thing I'll say about this is probably the thing that incenses me the most is when people were fighting to say, well, at least for cases of rape or incest, it should be for any case right. and people should be afforded meaning allowed to have healthy care, whatever that may be for them. Please look at this organization. Uh, Planned Parenthood also works wonders and to all the naysayers out there, which I don't think our listeners are, no. the irony is that Planned Parenthood, out of all the things they do, if you look at a pie chart, the smallest percentage of what they do is abortions. Even if that's all they did, yeah. it would be uh, providing a safe care for women. It's not. Did you know that men can go to Planned Parenthood? Yes. Okay. And they can give you condoms. Did you know you can get birth control there? Did you know that a lot of my friends who have worked and paid taxes in this country for years, the only way that they had access to care was to go on a sliding scale to Planned Parenthood to have their annual exam. So Absolutely. please, I again, I'm getting fired up. Just I look know. at it. I have male family members that when we were young, they went to Planned yes, Parenthood. Absolutely. Yes, it was all they had access to. Yep. It's crazy. I went to Planned Parenthood. It was all I yes. had access to. Yes, I went there too in the past. It's and I wasn't going because great. I was having abortions or because I was sleeping around with a bunch of dudes. I don't like people juices, okay? It's just a fact <laughs> about me. I needed birth control for my mm. female well-being. Uh -huh. I had severe periods, TMI, yep. sorry about it. And mm -hmm. it hurt so bad and I would bleed so yep. heavy. I needed to get that under control to just have a normal, regular life day to day yep. once a month. Yep. You know? But, you know, there's a ton of people that don't believe that people should have access to birth control, let alone have it be covered by insurance. But rest assured, Viagra, so that people can make sure to yeah. keep getting pregnant, that's covered by insurance. For sure. Uh-huh. And it's really <sighs> it's real easy to advocate for an unborn baby because they can't disagree with you. They can't have mm -hmm. any arguments. Mm -hmm. um, you feel good about yourself because yep. you think you're rescuing lives, but you're not. You only care about the unborn because once they're born, then you don't want to give public assistance. You don't want to adopt. You don't want to help these children. Mm -hmm. uh, the government gives too much already. We're making mm -hmm. lazy mm -hmm. people. You're the one that forced this woman to have these babies. Uh -huh. Okay. Sorry, you're not going to change my mind. I don't feel bad about it. It's none of your business. My body, my choice does not work for uh, masks, but Correct. not 
reproductive and female rights. Right. Come on now. You're you're absolutely ridiculous. And how mm-hmm. you are okay with that is beyond me because you're double speaking so hard. I don't know how your lips aren't tripping you up as you walk. Okay. Exactly. You know, I'm getting mad when you hear my hick come out. <laughs> anyway, that's all I'll say about it. All right. Here we go. Mm-hmm. My rave this week is for, you can find that prosperitycandle.com. Let me read a little bit about it for you. In 2009, three like-minded people got together. Each of us had been working in different places in the world to help lift families out of poverty, but wanted to do something more. What inspired us most was the idea of creating opportunities for women artisans to thrive. So was born Prosperity Candle a social enterprise that supports refugees and artisans through candle making and beautifully crafted vessels, easily refilled or repurposed for a lifetime of enjoyment. As we like to say, there's a story behind every candle we pour. Our handmade candles are created by a woman artisan building a brighter future for herself and her family using all natural soy and coconut waxes, pure cotton and wood wicks, and premium fragrances made with essential oils. We never add any dyes or enhancers. Today, we are 10 people working side-by-side in a sunlit studio on the third floor of a century-old mill building in western Massachusetts. I love that. Looking out at a ridgeline of Mount Tom, we come from different walks of life, yet share a common vision, a world without poverty. We also share the belief that equal opportunity for women and girls everywhere creates a brighter future for all. Now, I don't know a person that doesn't like a candle. Mm-hmm. So if you need a candle, you're looking for, you're in the, in the market for a candle, hit up prosperitycandle.com. They sound yes. lovely. They're beautiful. And I love their ceramic vessels, which Dana would make a real nice cash po for your plants. Oh, I love mm-hmm. a good cash pot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like to spend money on them, but every once in a while you see one, you're like, I need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of candle cash pos. I know. My friend Kira, bring, when she burns a candle, she brings them. I'm always grateful because I put babies Perfect. in them, too. Yes. No matter what size, big or small, I can use those. Exactly. Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. I feel like we had to rush a little bit because we both have things to do today, and I hate that. That's okay. Um, but at the end of the show, we like to maybe talk about things we're into. I don't know. You've been gone, so I don't know if you're into anything. Oh, God. I'll tell you what I'm into. Roy Kent of Ted Lasso. I just <laughs> <Neil. laughs> all of Ted Lasso yet, even though our friend Brendan is amazing in it. I Have you seen any of it? Yes. Well, I'm all in on Roy Kent. Love okay? it. Love it. Played by okay. Brett Goldstein. Yes. Rare. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Now, calm down. Mm-hmm. Calm down, kitty cat. <laughs> uh, I just finished the late, the last season of Westworld. Mm. Still don't know what's going on, but I love it. I didn't um, either. I, I don't care. I honestly don't. I make up all these stories in my head. I don't care that I don't understand it. I love it. Um, Also, I got a new account for you guys to follow on Instagram because it's beautiful. It's called we're at worry underscore lines. And it's just this person uh, who makes postcards and prints and mugs and things like that. But it's all about feelings, 
Um, I want to find a short one. Here's one. Let the good times roll. So it's all these little like stick figure things, <laughs> but some of them are awkward. It's just all the emotions that this person feels. I am everything all at once, a bundle of nerves, a ball of energy, a blob of sadness. And it's just a whole litany of things mm, in, in little stick drawings. And it's so cute. So that's at worry underscore lines. I love it. And then, of course, I've uh, my point to ponder this week. Um, it I I heard it from Mindful Skater Girl, which is an account I follow on Instagram that I really love. And mm-hmm. she lost her father-in-law a couple of days ago, and she was very close to him and loved him mm-hmm. very much. So there's a lot of grief happening, and she made a post about grief and how everybody tries to give you advice, and it's all well-meaning and. You know, it's hard to get through grief. And uh, she said she heard somebody, and I won't say it exactly the way she did, but you can look it up. Uh, Somebody made a statement about grief that really resonated with her. And she said it, and it really resonated with me too. She said, you know, people say that grief is the love that you had for someone when they're gone. uh, You have nowhere to put it anymore. And so that's that's what grief is. They're gone and you can't give them that love, right? Mm-hmm. So she said, what if you were able to take that love that you had for this person and, and gave to this person? Now that they're gone, that love needs to go somewhere else for you to be able to heal and move on. So what can you put that love into that will be a symbol of remembrance and a physical manifestation of your love for that person. And it doesn't have to be directly tied to them. It could be like, I don't know. I love playing dominoes. I'm going to take the love I had for my mom and put it into playing dominoes. And then I'm going to go compete internationally. That's just, that is not my plan. Let's be clear. (laughs) But just an example, right? Yeah. That really resonated with me. And around that same time, because life is just wonderful this way, someone approached me with a project idea that was literally just my messy heart and they Mm -hmm. put a beautiful bow around it. And I think I'm going to be able to take my love mm-hmm. for my mama <laughs> yeah and place it into something else really meaningful and special yes and make that cool mm-hmm. and change the world i think in my own tiny way mm-hmm. so anyway i think I that's just, such a beautiful sentiment i do too it just really really made sense to me mm-hmm. and it gave me a sense of oh god Okay, I know what to do now. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where my path is going. But I know that I need to find a place for this love. Mm -hmm. And I need to give it to something and to someone because it was important to me. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's your point to ponder, guys. That's a platinum lining of a dark cloud if I ever did hear one. I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. All right. We love you guys. Thank you so much. We love you. Thank you. Patient with us on our wackadoo because I didn't um, release episodes when I was supposed to because I thought Jessica was and we were both not watching anything. <laughs> so anyway, we love you guys. We aren't we going love anywhere. You. No, we aren't. We'll Thank you, Dana. Tuesday. Thank you, Jessica. I love you. I'm glad you're I back. I love you too. Okay. Bye. Bye.